You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Weekly Batuta Borden. I hope you're enjoying yourselves and I hope you're having a happy Easter. My name's Clancy Overall. I'm joined by Errol Parker and Wendell Hussey. How are you both? Yeah, good, mate. Just getting ready to celebrate Passover, the fam. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping you guys can actually uh, find some solace in... uh, in this weekend for you guys. I know it's, it's a bit different from my tribe, but... Well, mate, as a Pentecostal, I was always taught that you'd take us with you. No, 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 you're uh, you're at the uh, bottom of my list. No, but you have to take us with you. That's what they told us in the Pentecostal church that I attend to, uh, Batuta Alive, yep. on uh, the corner of Daru and Richard Street. They um, they even wave um, Jewish flags at the front of the, uh, of the church because we're so... Committed to the notion that we're coming with you. Well, look, it's a bit different in my family. Look, you're more or less uh, at the end of days going to be treated more or less like the uh, Romanovs were during the Russian Revolution, where you'll be uh, told that everything will be fine and taken down into a basement and promptly shot in the back of the head. So, all oh, right, and that's by the horses of the apocalypse. I'm guessing I'm, we're now at apocalypse uh, theoretically. Yeah, it's yeah. Look, I think the horses will do it, or either the, the uh, trumpeters have uh, put their hand up to um, rub out the overall family for their reign of terror over the people of Batuta. And what about you, Wendell? How are you going? Oh, I don't really care about any of that shit, to be honest. I'm looking oh, forward to. Oh, uh, okay. Lefty alert. Lefty um, alert. Look, I'm just looking forward to probably two and a half to three kilos of chocolate over the next few days and a bit of time with the family. So, mate, you can't enjoy the chocolate unless you're going to actually take part in the actual. Uh, religious ceremony aspect because if you didn't have the Easter Bunny which was Mm -hmm. brought to you by Christianity you wouldn't have the chocolate well we still have chocolate and I guess it just comes in Easter Bunny form and I would say you can enjoy it without any of that stuff Clancy so He's a bit he's a bit on the front foot here, this young lefty millennial, isn't well, he? Well look, look, he's he's actually one of those people like he's he is in the lanyard working class of people mm. that go down to the Ramadan markets in the uh, in in the French quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. yep, yep, you and your uh, plain Jane mates pack into the back of a Hyundai Getz and you go down there with a pocket full of ING cards. Mm-hmm. Ready to tap on your it's bloody camel burgers and everything. No, it's, it's, it's the beauty of this modern era, Errol. You pick all the good things about the various religions and then you talk shit about all the bad things on uh, social media and Twitter and get fired up. It's the beauty of it. Should we get into the news? He's app? a code switcher. He's a code switcher. Speaking of switching codes, what's the first headline here, Wendell Huss? Well, we're going to start off big news out of Canberra this week about The Voice. The Liberals have formalised their position and leader Peter Dutton has come out and said that if the Indigenous want a voice to Parliament, they can pay millions to lobbyists like mining corporations do. Yes, Opposition Leader Peter Dutton says his party does not support a constitutionally enshrined consultative body because there's nothing that these Aboriginal people can tell us that we don't already know more about. He explained that it should be very clear to Australians by now that the Prime Minister is dividing the country and the Liberal Party seeks to unite the country. As he said, and I'm going to quote him here, We just think that if they want our ears and we want any form of influence over political decisions relating to their well-being and humanity, they should pay for that access. Like our friends in the gambling and mining industries do, a couple million bucks will get you in the room with Barnaby or Canavan. Get them on side with our bit of blokey banter. Maybe a long lunch. Donate to our campaigns and feed us the talking points to pass on to our mates at News Corp. 
Then you pay the lobbyists to write up the legislation and we will put it before parliament. Saves us a lot of work and gives us a bit of cash to play around with at every election. Sounds just like a Queensland copper. Yeah, well, it's clear. The line is in the sand. Hmm. If yeah. the indigenous people want a voice, then they can pay to play, baby. You can really hear that voice on the side of the Bruce Highway, can't you? Do you know how fast you were going? Give me your license, please. Speaking of lines in the sand, we'll stay on politics. And Pauline Hanson has come out to say that she condones racism, bigotry, transphobia and xenophobia, but draws the line at homophobia. Yes, that fuckwit Pauline Hanson has come down to New South Wales to lay down the law to her New South Wales Senate representative, Mark Latham. Not by reprimanding him or kicking him out of the party but by saying she was disgusted by his actions and hoped that he returns her call soon. It comes after Latham's homophobic tweet, which is apparently where Hanson's moral sensibilities kick in. Pauline did also seem surprised that this had happened again, despite a very long history of this happening over the course of her political career. Talking Rod Carleton, former member, got done for larceny. Didn't he, Clancy and Errol? Yep, uh, um, Mark Ellis, one of the Pink and Bar Six. Stephen, Stephen Dixon was the one that tried to bribe the NRA or tried to try to take money from the NRA, NRA on yep. film and then got yep. caught in a strip club saying that he's had more Asian than he can imagine. Right. There was another couple too, wasn't there? It goes on and on. Yeah, of course, yeah. you know, it's all controlled by a delightful young man named James Ashby. Who, who has, has, yes, he's a colourful... An absolutely colourful squeaky clean past as well. Colourful track record in his own right. We'll move on to some more positive news now. It's outside of the world of politics. And a local girls' Melbourne trip has been declared a roaring success after managing to nab a loon croissant. A great win for a Queenslander returning home to Batuta this week after her trip down south was labelled a home run. Although she's redlining and she's drained her bank account, Felicity Tran told us her Melbourne trip was all worth it after getting herself a croissant from Loon. And now if you haven't been to Melbourne recently or you don't spend too much time on Instagram, these croissants are apparently an icon down there. So much so that the people queue up for hours to get their hands on them. So in between theatre and cocktails, Tran says she was stoked to be able to make it all the way through the two hour long line to get her hands on a little bit of Melbourne's own pastry. You had one? Have had one. Yeah. Very lucky to have one. Look, mate, we won the Cold War. We don't have to line up for fucking baked goods anymore. It's this new age thing, Errol. You line up there for hours. It's all about the experience, you know. Make you appreciate the croissants that you can have, apparently. Anyway, sports news to wrap it up. And a girlfriend who has never once expressed an interest in F1 seems to know an awful lot about Charles Leclerc. Yes, the F1 came to Australia this week and a local boyfriend has learned a little bit about his girlfriend. Local man James Harden told us that he had quite the shock after discovering that his girlfriend Lisa not only has an interest in Formula 1, but also appears to be quite the expert, including having a very in-depth knowledge of drivers Daniel Ricciardo, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. Apparently it's a silent C, but I'm not a French All right. guy. <laughs> Charles Leclerc. <laughs> Leclerc. Both C's are silent? <laughs> Just the second one. Okay. Apparently. Leclerc. Anyway, boys, it's been described as the drive to survive effect. And in this case, it's alleged that it may have something to do with the oil painting aesthetics of some of the young drivers on the grid. Yeah, we did speak to the girlfriend in question who said to us, AFL and rugby has some lookers, sure. Uh, but Formula One does it all. They're hot, rich, and drive nice cars. There's also the danger element, and most of them are bilingual too. So they tick a that... few boxes there. Not that many hot rugby guys. There's a lot of hot AFL players because they're lean and very fit. 
but I, I don't know if there's that many. I hot know. Well, are you look, look, Matt Dunning. <laughs> yeah, look, and Matt Dunning was actually bilingual too. I mean, like you feed a box of rum into him. I guess he's speaking Greek, speaking mm. Greek, speaking French. Ben Robinson, another quite good-looking man. He is a little bit toadstooly, but look, I guess Mate, what you're into. Not everyone can be as good-looking as every rugby player from Queensland, like your Mark Latham's, your Jason Littles. Mark Latham's? Rocky Olsen's. Previous career. <laughs> Chris Latham. <laughs> Socks down say. Chris Latham. Socks down Chris Not, Latham. Not um, taxi driver, arm-breaking Mark Latham. No. He probably would have been a good footy player too. Anyway, that's it. Have a good Easter. Goodbye. All right. Ciao. See you. Bye.